Hello, and welcome to another episode of your favorite Fort-based podcast, Fort 1E. Here with Greg, as always, and I'm it's Evan, here. in case you Woo! forgot. Kind of. Fort 1E. Yes. Go. So I'll give it a, a round of applause. I've, I've sort of slacked off on uploading episodes, but I'm sure we'll be back in the driver's seat very soon. We've just had a lot of other kind of cool stuff going on. Definitely a lot of cryptocurrency nonsense these past weeks or months. I don't see. I don't even know how long uh, I've been I've been buried by the the Bitcoin. Uh, how are you doing, Greg? Um, okay, I have just enough Bitcoin left to get my cat, which nice. is why I started investing in Bitcoin. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, You did you start below 30? Yes, I think we started, uh, uh, well, we started talking about it when it was like, what, 19 or something, 29? Um, 27 or something? One of those two, I don't know. Yeah, and then, yeah, that was the initial investment, and then, yeah, it was like 30... 40, I think, and then when it dropped below 50, I was excited, so I bought some, mm -hmm. <laughs> 6, like 59, I was like, well, it's not going to drop below 50 again, <laughs> and That's what boy, I was that wrong, and everyone was wrong, but, we, we, you know, we look at it as like a long term, you know, it's the fluctuations will happen with anything, any system, so. If you look at <laughs> the full 10 years of life. Of Bitcoin, you can find plenty of times where it corrected, it went went down, at least the percentage it has this time, which is a huge percent. It went down about fifty something percent because it went from sixty five all the way to thirty. So obviously sixty to thirty would be fifty, so a little more than fifty percent drop. But I think there have been sixty percent drops. You know, like when it 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 fell all the way from a thousand <laughs> to. 400, for example, you know, like that was, you know, when, when you think of a, a, the price dropping from a thousand, it's sort of a crazy <laughs> concept at this point. But this is this is not new territory. It just um, it mostly makes things boring. You know, there was so much activity and, and the more Bitcoin is happy, the more the other coins are being used, the more people are interested, you know, when everything is is down, you don't want to spend it, you know, to, to make the other networks work to like do the cool stuff because Bitcoin is just paying people, right? It's not playing video games, you know, like Decentraland, which is for playing video games or Loom or making some NFTs, <clears throat> making some NFT art like uh, Muse has done, um, some Crypto Kitties, you know, all that fun stuff you can do. You need to spend your currency to do it and you don't want to spend it when it's low so all of that stuff just gets more boring but we'll i i think we're near yeah. the bottom hoping we're near the bottom but you know like you mentioned buying below 50 when it went from 65 to 45 i was like this is great i'm gonna buy some bitcoin <laughs> and then it went to 38 and like okay i guess i'll buy more <laughs> and then it went to 30 and i was like well Fuck me. <laughs> so it's been rough. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just I missed the entire drop. Like at its lowest. Good. Yeah, I, maybe I, I caught it like 30, 35. And I was like, oh well, that's God, great. It's below forty. <laughs> yeah, no, Bitcoin below forty is is wild, and uh, it probably won't be there much longer. But 
On the other hand, I don't have notifications set. I mean, you you have all these notifications set, right? right? When it when it goes below a certain price, you have buy orders or maybe just alarms that go off. Both, yeah. Like I was able to buy at exactly thirty thousand just because I had set. I did. I had no expectation of them to ever go off. <laughs> you know, I had it. I think I had them going down to twenty seven, but I didn't expect anything below forty three to even happen. Honestly, <laughs> so that was surprising. And and yeah, no, there was plenty above thirty, but I I did manage to snag the bottom this time, but mostly missed it. Mostly I, I missed see. It. Is that? That's Faye in the, in the background. You have Faye on your shoulder, like a parrot. Oh. Yeah, she's uh, Faye. The cat is on the camera. She's exploring the table. Come here, you. <laughs> yeah, but now I mean, you have more Bitcoin than you did when it before it started to drop. You um, it that way. Yeah, th- this is true. But the the sum value, and there are also things that I I did want to. Convert it to Ethereum and use Ethereum for other cool stuff. There's a bunch of really interesting things that are basically like banks or what's the thing? A Roth IRA where you give your money away to be held and, and invested. Yeah, in, it's, in it's that, in stuff that can't drop. Well, um too far so the if if you give your money to a roth ira then they're going to manage it and and try and strategically invest in stocks and they they have a lot of professionals working on it and you're going to get a good average return that's basically at least as good as the s&p 500 i think the average roth ira return is like between four to ten percent so it's like the average is seven but you know how the obviously it wasn't 10% 10% or 7% last year with all of the um, drops in the market due to COVID. Um, but about 7%, which is, you know, pretty great um, and better than the S&P 500. And bank accounts make 0%. They used to used to have money, used to make money just by having it in an account. Yeah, savings accounts used to give a real percent. Now you might get like 0.5% or something like that. It's very small. Um, but these are decentralized protocols. So this is just computer code that is being run on thousands of computers and you can give your money to the code. So you, you don't give your money to an organization of people. You just give it to a system of software that's automated. And it's all on the blockchain, and most of it's on the Ethereum blockchain. And this is all referred, everything that's like this is referred to as DeFi or decentralized finance. Um, it's not trying to definance, it's trying to decentralize finance. And so these things can have. But you can't spend stock, you could spend crypto. Yeah, well, it's not stocks either, because that's. Like bu- buying uh, the best comparison for a stock is just buying a cryptocurrency. Like it, 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 investing in Bitcoin, you just buy Bitcoin. Investing in Apple, you buy Apple stock. Those are very similar. This is different. This is more like a Roth IRA, where the money actually is getting managed and it's getting moved around and manipulated. It's just not being done by humans. 
and these can have return rates of uh like APYs yearly return rates of 20%, 50%, 200% in some cases, which is insane compared to 7%, right? Um, and also you're doing it without risking the centralized organization doing anything bad. You're sort of relying on the code instead of people. Is that better? Is that worse? We can definitely talk about that. But the point is that that shit's really cool, and that was something I was hoping to do more of, and then the price is all tanked, and so now I'm just hanging out. But uh, one of them is called Yearn Finance. The um, abbreviation is YFI. I could actually probably show the Wi-Fi. viewers. Um, Wi-Fi. I could show the viewers uh, what this kind of looks like. Um, if I hit share screen. So you... you there's many, many, many DeFi cryptocurrencies, many, many players in the decentralized finance world at this point, and it's it's basically the biggest, um, like the two big thing. If you were to break down cryptocurrency in general, the two things you would get are Bitcoin and DeFi. Those are like the two next two points at which I would break it down, because Bitcoin is is just a means of payment. It's not really like uh, making any of this happen more quickly, whereas all these innovations with urine finance, for example, are are crazy. And, and people are coming up with crazy, crazy-ass shit. Um, so you can see these are the different vaults. Um, oh, no, this is... Yeah, these are the different vaults in urine finance. So a vault is an algorithm that basically it's not trading for you it might trade for you but it's not just trading for you there's different currencies like DAI do you see this one here the orange one can you see my screen oh yeah mm-hmm. so uh, DAI is uh, tethered to the dollar so one DAI is always worth one dollar and there's many 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 different websites and blockchain protocols that allow you to stake your die and earn 5% interest, 10% interest, 15% interest. They are all they're all doing different things. There's many 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 different platforms. They have different time, different amounts of time you need to keep the die there, different interest rates, um different gas fees. So if you're using Ethereum to do any transaction on the Ethereum network, you actually need to spend gas separately from what's on my screen here the 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 screen doesn't actually show this but there is a a a static cost you have to pay to get into any of these vaults um is that wait not static but it's it's based on how many people are using the ethereum network yeah if more people are using the ethereum network midday it's actually more expensive the more traffic there is uh, um, the more you have to pay to make your thing happen in a timely manner. Um, that makes sense. So that's another, that's like the main reason I'm, I'm not doing any of this yet is because that if, if you don't invest enough, then the static fee just eats up any profit you would have gotten. Um, but the, so beyond what we're looking at, beyond your finance, there are many, many, many other places where you can invest, die, or other stable coins, like there's, there's, you know, cryptocurrencies that are um, paired with the euro. There's SUSD right here. 
So that this this um this black one. So there's also this other cryptocurrencies that are tethered to the dollar, and and the, all of the different options are all over the place. And you're in finance basically is a bunch of different algorithms that will move your money around and invest in one, get interest, and then take that out, put in another one, and then get interest and take that out. And it basically just algorithmically, it's not really that it's trading. I think some of these vaults, like some vaults involve trading, but some are just, it's called yield farming. Um, it's also called, um, there's another word for it, liquidity mining. So liquidity mining and yield farming are, are basically the same thing where it's not that you're trading. It, it is based on different cryptocurrency prices relative to each other, but it's that you're strategically moving your currency around to different pools that give you interest when you commit to them. And yeah, it gets deep. Right. And it's the computer doing it in real time, you know, that's yeah. That's way better than someone trying to you know guess and switch you know manually, pay transaction fees. Um, every time they want to make a purchase or sell order. Exactly the yeah. the guy who made Yearn Finance, for example, and there's other things that do similar things to Yearn Finance now, but he was manually doing all of this. He was manually he was doing exactly what you were saying, and realized a he's not as efficient as a computer would be. And B, he wants to do other shit than <laughs> click all these His dog was buttons. barking a lot. Yeah. Like, uh, so he made an algorithm and put it on the blockchain, and people thought it was cool and contributed to it, so he built it up, and, and now it's huge. Actually, you want to know how huge? You might not have known this, Greg. Yearn Finance, so it's its own cryptocurrency in addition to being this um, sort of protocol. It's also its own token on the Ethereum network, YFI. I believe... Well, let me check the... the called white coin. <laughs> I actually coin. thought it'd be fun to make a cryptocurrency that's a YFU and call it waifu. Because um, that's like a, a, a cute way people say wife. Uh, so yeah, uh, Never the, current, the current price of Bitcoin, as I'm speaking, is... What is it? Thirty-seven thousand. It's actually it's actually going down. So Bitcoin's at nearly exactly thirty-seven thousand. YFI is at forty-five thousand. This is the one and only cryptocurrency that is actually worth more than Bitcoin. What? So that that's <laughs> right. Yeah. No. That's how what? crazy. Because this this shit is literally free money. I mean, look at this. This one over here is just fifty fifty-four point two percent growth. Per year. So anyone can use this website? Anyone. Now, the thing is, Urine Finance has particularly high um, gas fees. I wonder if I can, because I don't have anything available to spend on this, but I wonder if I just, like, type in a number. Oh, it won't let me type in. Oh, wait, I, I was able to type a number. So what if I hit approve? Will it? Yeah, so I don't, can you see my little, the little fox thing that's over Transaction here? Transaction fee, yeah. So depending on. Okay. Yeah, so this the one, traffic at the time the fees dollar. And so this fee is only a dollar eighty six. So that's actually pretty cheap. Um, but I've seen it like when I was trying to do this, it was at least thirty dollars to do anything. Um, huh. What if I do a bigger number? Let's see if it changes. 
Don't, no, same. it's still the same. But uh, people have posted screenshots of the fee to take the money out. So that's the thing is every time you do an Ethereum transaction, you have to spend gas, which is just Ethereum. Gas is just a small unit of Ethereum. Um, they're the same thing. You need to pay to put the money in and you need to pay to take the money out. So I saw pictures where the, the fee to take the money back out was $300. And so unless you put in a lot of money and made a lot of profit, it's it's just not worth it. Urine finance is one of the most um, – the, the gas fees are, are extremely high. I, I did some Googling on this and uh, sort of like you were yesterday. Um, so this is, uh, this is tough to earn a profit on unless you have a decent amount of money to throw at it. And also, technically, none of this stuff is guaranteed. You know, it, it's all – just an algorithm that's doing its best. So, but but the same is true for Roth IRA, you know. Um, but this is obviously not financial advice. I'm not saying go throw all of your money in in your finance. But if I had a bunch of money, I would definitely throw some of it in into your finance. I could I could say that with confidence. And there's a bunch of other. So this is just and they all use each other. So this one is using other ones to do what it does for it to be possible. And then other currencies are using this one. Like, um, there's, there's one called Ave. And it's got a ghost. Let me see if I can find my notes on Ave. But had you heard of your in finance, Greg? I had not, no. Yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't know there was, and, and apparently it was worth more than Bitcoin for a while. It actually hit 90,000. So it might be the first crypto to hit 100k before Bitcoin. But What's it at now? Uh 45. 45. Okay. So it is ahead of uh the Honey Badger, which is just crazy to to think about. And yeah, Bitcoin is just tanking right now. Um Here we go. So there's a crazy thing and and I don't want to yammer too much about I mean if you if you're interested, Greg, and if our listeners are interested, I'll definitely talk about crypto all night. But there is one particular thing that I, I found that really illustrates how just nuts this stuff is. Let me see here. Uh, yeah, okay. So I, had, I, I, was, I wanted to pull up my notes so I don't mess this up. Um, let's go to their website and I'll share what I'm looking at with you. Share screen. So now, you listeners, we are going to look at Ave.com. going to enter the app. It's loading. So this looks very similar to the last website. There's all these things with different APYs, but there's definitely redundancy. So like I was saying, multiple of these currencies are doing different things and, and playing different roles in this space. And Ave is is another place where you can deposit liquidity. So what the this list is are different pools where you can lend your money to other people, but without knowing who they are. So with a bank, you go to the bank, you show them your your um information that proves you're you and proves you're reliable, and then if they approve you, you get a loan. Um 
<laughs> and you have to pay fees on that loan. There's going to be like straight up banking fees and then also some sort of interest fee. With Ave, people submit their cryptocurrency, which can be in in dollars essentially, because like I said, one die is always one dollar. They contribute their cryptocurrency to a, a smart contract, a protocol. Once again, just a bunch of computer code that when it's in there, another part of the smart contract, another function of the computer code is that people can borrow it. So that's what this list is. These are liquidity pools. These are lending pools. People uh, voluntarily put their money into them because when people borrow from the pool, the borrowers pay a borrow interest fee, and then that interest fee is paid to the lenders. So it's decentralized, anonymous, um, no requirement uh, lending and borrowing. Um, so if you wanted to borrow some amount of money, you could uh, put in some amount of collateral, and then you can borrow based on how much collateral you put in, and you get a certain interest rate based on the different currencies, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but holy shit, check this out. <laughs> There's a thing called flash loans. And I don't know if Ave invented them, but they definitely made made them popular. Ave's A-A-V-E to those listening. It's got a little ghost as its uh, icon. And that's flash loan. Because uh, I think Ave is like the Dutch word for ghost or something like that. It's 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 Ave means ghost in some language. Um, a flash loan is a loan where you do not need any collateral, hmm. and a very 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 low interest rate. So you can get a loan with zero collateral with a. 0.09% interest rate. I mean, but I'm sure that they that it's not open to anyone. It's open to anyone. What? There's I'm literally sure. no requirement. Anyone can do it, and you don't need to prove any financial credentials. You don't even need really any money <laughs> because you don't need any collateral. You could just get a loan for a hundred or a thousand or whatever you need. So how the fuck is that possible? So <laughs> the 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 reason this is possible is because of a fundamental feature of uh, blockchains. Um, probably all of them. Definitely, definitely Bitcoin. This is definitely regarded as a fundamental feature of of blockchains. Is that if a transaction is submitted to be part of a block. So Sally is trying to send $500 to, to Jack. If the sending information doesn't get validated or the receiving information doesn't get validated, then the whole transaction is canceled. So uh, th there's a more computer science-y way to refer to that. But uh, if one part or the other part doesn't work, the whole thing is negated. So if if Sally tries to send five hundred dollars to Jack and either Sally loses her five hundred and Jack doesn't get it, or Jack gets five hundred and Sally doesn't lose it, 
either way, the whole thing is is rejected. So right. you need everything in from beginning to end in the block to mm-hmm. check out for it to become part of the blockchain. So because of that, they they found a, once again this is using many many of these other cryptocurrencies and protocols and smart contracts all talking with each other over the internet. You are able to borrow that money with that 0.09% interest rate and every transaction that you do with the money you borrowed gets included in the same block as the block in which you're borrowing it. Mm. And the transactions don't get and 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 sort of the the recipient the the receiver end is your paying back of the loan so mm-hmm. if you borrow the money and then spend it to do other things but then don't pay it back in time none of the transactions go through they all get rejected everything you did with the money you borrowed gets reversed Oh, and it's because you're borrowing money to trade in crypto. Yeah, or or to do you could use it to buy a, a virtual kitty cat. You could use it. So to, they return the virtual kitty cat. Yeah, your virtual kitty cat purchase would be reversed. Whoa. Yeah, no, that's. It, it sounds like impossible <laughs> to think about. Like, imagine you borrow a hundred dollars from that's someone, been all and then you go to ten <laughs> different restaurants and get like a coffee. Or like a sandwich or something, and and spend it at, at ten different places, and then you go back to the people, and they say you can't pay back your loan. All of the things you got go back. You'd be like, how am I gonna get my sandwich out? You know, like exactly. I don't think you want it back. Um, but because everything you're doing with cryptocurrencies on the blockchain, and it's digital, and it just exists in this infrastructure, they found a way to. Will they just deduct the charges from your card or something, from your account, your total account? Yeah. So. If you got 100 die, which is $100 essentially, and you spent, so you, you, you borrowed 100 die uh, with a flash loan, and then you spent 50 of it on $50 of Ethereum, and then you didn't pay your loan back, um, eventually you would just have zero die and zero Ethereum. And I, I, I don't know what the time frames are for these. I do think they're on the lower end because to get everything into one block, it needs to be relatively quick. So it might be like a day or less. We can even Google that. Uh, but they facilitate. Th- that's one of the building blocks of all this stuff. Flash loans went from like just a mind-blowing innovation to also being a building block for many other mind-blowing innovations. You can imagine how if you're trying to do that liquidity mining and that yield farming by moving the money around, if you can potentially get a quick loan of something that has a better percentage return, you can borrow that, get a better percentage return, take your interest, and then use it to pay off your loan. Brilliant. Uh, and there's, no, then, there's no Ave app, but I guess it's just a website. Um, that's interesting. Uh, yeah, I never, I never checked that out. I'm sure that they made the website mobile friendly because any if if yeah the the, the people behind friendly. ave are clearly computer science giants so their website is going to be be good on whatever whatever apparatus you use so this says 
How long can you take flesh? How long? No, these aren't answering my question. So there's a hundred million dollars borrowed, and people have invested one point two six billion. Yeah. Of, of dollars. Okay. Yeah. The um the total borrowed has to I think with Ave be at least uh or it can't go over seventy five percent of the market size and as you can see that's they're pretty close to uh to that like amount. The sushi coin. Sushi's huge. I didn't it just sounded silly, but it's actually another really important one. No. <laughs> that Sushi's one I just learned silly. about. What's that? Sushi's dead serious. <laughs> Dude, I, I mean so I can't figure out how Yeah, maybe we're gonna need our uh our fans to help us on this one. Mm. It doesn't actually say how long you can take them out for. Maybe you just get the pick. But I'm not seeing anything about how long you get to keep them. How do I use a flash loan? Um, it does look like it is supposed to be at least within a day or something, though. Anyway, the sushi uh, website is awesome. We can take a look at that. Sushi Swap. These guys are the... Oh, wait, no, we're looking at it at Coinbase. No one cares about that. Oh, here we go. It is sushi.com. Okay, I don't know how they have that. Be a DeFi chef. It's Sushi Swap. So they got a sushi bar. I don't... Uh, I haven't fooled around with this yet, but it's basically staking, so you can you can commit sushi. As you can see, um, you get x uh, uh, you get x sushi for sushi, um, and x sushi earns seven point three four percent per year apparently. So if you have regular sushi tokens in your wallet, if you have you know, a hundred today, you'll have a hundred in a year. But if you get X sushi tokens, they will actually the amount you have will go up over time. Like it's imagine putting a dollar in your wallet that in a year becomes a dollar and seven cents. Regardless of the price of the sushi, right, is is variable to the ups and downs of the but it's just proportional to the total price that it ends up. Yeah, it, it's seven percent of the, of go of each, snapshot of each point, not of like the total. Yeah, it's it's from your purchase till your sell. It's um an approximation. The seven percent it is now could change. Um, okay. But this but that's is based another on the price. That's an estimation based on the price. Yeah. Uh, all, all of these things can change. You know, that's the, that's the thing about this. Something could say 20% returns today and 200 tomorrow or, or 10, you know, um, mostly because, well, two reasons. One, just the sentiment about how, how people feel about these things can change so quickly. And since it never like goes to sleep, the stock market, it's not like the stock market that stops, you know, things can swing like Bitcoin swung from 60 5,000 to 30,000. And the other reason is because tomorrow someone could come up with another genius innovation that twists everything around. Like, that's what SushiSwap is. Um, SushiSwap is actually a vampire cryptocurrency. It actually stole its code 
from a different one. It's stolen well, from it Uni. originated from Litecoin. Uh, no. <clears throat> um, Litecoin. Uniswap. So this, all of the ones that we've looked at are on Ethereum. Okay. And Uniswap, which we can also look at, is very similar to Sushi, and it's not a coincidence. Um... The main purpose of, of Uniswap is, is trading Ethereum tokens for other Ethereum tokens. So this is a decentralized exchange. So if you wanted to exchange your Ethereum for some, some engine, some ENJ, you can do it here. You enter the amount of uh, engine you want. Uh, somewhere, where, where can I enter the amount? Why wouldn't it let me enter the amount? Oh, here we go. Maybe next to, yeah. So if I spend 330 Ethereum, with it, which is uh, $867,000, I can get 385 ENJ. But I don't have enough Ethereum, so it's not letting me do it. So And, it, and they eventually introduced pools, liquidity pools, just like with Aave. But apparently, I, I was reading about this the other day, SushiSwap performed what's called a vampire attack on Uniswap, and they took their protocol and then basically gave it slightly more incentives. So with Uniswap, I think you just didn't really get much of an interest rate on lending your money to the pool. And with Sushi, they, they added a bonus that you get the Sushi token if you contribute to a pool. So they basically just made it strictly more lucrative to use their version instead of right. for Uniswap. sushi it said while you own it you get a percentage for every time it's bought yeah exactly of the sushi token itself which uniswap mm -hmm. was not doing that you would only earn interest on the thing that you were lending but sushi swap let you earn additional interest in the form of the sushi token which then has other functions and so since you simply get more out of putting it in a sushi swap pool instead of a uniswap pool that's what everybody started doing and and gradually all the money that was in uniswap not all of it but uh over a billion dollars slid from uniswap to sushi swap i mean which is a crazy thing to think about imagine moving a billion dollars it's not even your money because they, they realized wait a minute it's uniswap uni could be sushi uni is uh, <laughs> sea urchin <laughs> i did not notice that because it's clearly they're clearly referencing a unicorn in, in the imagery, but I yeah, just, I went to Sea Urchin. That might have been where they, yeah, that might have been where Sushi Swap got the idea. Um, and actually, the the guy who uh, made Sushi Swap uses the pseudonym Chef Nomi, which is a Hearthstone card. <laughs> it's a. It's like a, um, a Hearthstone reference to Kung Fu Panda, because it's a panda oh, that's a chef. Oh, that one. Wait, no, I didn't see it. It must be new. It's it's semi-new. Yeah. Last two sets, maybe. So, one. yeah. Lots of crap in the crypto space. That's for damn sure. Crypto coins. Yeah. <clears throat> but, yeah, just praying that the cat... Being born lines up perfectly with the price of crypto. I think you're going to like exhale. And yeah. hopefully Bitcoin will be more stable. Who knows? This could be the lowest it ever is again. 
you know, we know, we have no way of knowing. It is looking like it. I mean, the sixty percent correction—that's usually when it starts coming back. Historically, yeah, you know, it, it it had been being sort of nice to us and only doing thirty percent corrections. Ah, uh, but then it just went went ham. But yeah, we also don't know. It could go down to twenty. Uh, I mean, regardless of, of what Elon Musk is saying, but I do think he, I don't know, having just because he's so easy to talk about, just um, having him connected, having him naturally lead to, to talk to progress to talk about crypto. Um. I feel like what he was doing with the SNL thing and with Dogecoin. I mean, Dogecoin was really just a fascinating <laughs> occurrence, and yeah. it's still it's still hanging around. Uh, but yeah, it's like when will we start to see that utilities ba- that price is based on utility as opposed to prices based on hype? You know, because it's it's always in the American like <laughs> the American way is like hype the, hype for value and. Now, now that you know these coins are being based off Ethereum, they have practical utility. Right. <laughs> like eventually, you know, the value is going to be proportional to the utility. Mm-hmm. But until then, I mean, yeah. Once, maybe once uh, Bitcoin caps out, that might be the the indicator. Mm-hmm. And there's no more Bitcoin, then people are like, "Oh wait, actually, <laughs> which one should I buy now?" <laughs> yeah, I mean, it will just be so expensive at that point. I don't even know what the smallest unit would be worth at that point, but it could be if it was like 50 bucks and you couldn't even get the least amount of Bitcoin for 50 bucks. So that would be problematic, but you could probably get Dogecoin. Yeah, no, uh, you make a good point. Uh, even though hype will always bring prices up in the short term, things will shake out. The utility is what ultimately will determine how much these things are worth. So if you're trying to make long-term investments and you want to get things that are actually useful, like Bitcoin, um, I'm, I'm just like, I don't know how much Elon was behind his tweet about the environmental impacts because he made a tweet about the environmental impacts of Bitcoin with respect to Tesla. And, uh, you know, it's it's it doesn't make any sense. It's it seems like he of... just botched that completely. Yeah, right, you're saying you should have just said like we're working towards making Bitcoin more efficient using our Tesla batteries, and like Bitcoin would have rocket skyrocketed, right? That's mm-hmm. you're talking about that. <laughs> like why yeah. why is he trying to bring it down? You know, it seems like there's there's a motive behind that. Well, I'm assuming the motive is that he was required by his company to make a statement about it and because he's not the only one running tesla you know the the any big company like that is is to at least some extent run by the investors so if if the investors are all pissed off about something you do need to do something about it even if you're the richest man on earth and he didn't say he wasn't interested in bitcoin he said that Tesla had to make this decision. Uh, it's just that it's his Twitter and he's tweeting it. His his company um, that he he 
has his name on, so him tweeting it makes sense, but I'm I'm hoping and kind of assuming that if he didn't alone decide to make that decision, but he was sort of he wasn't given any choice, basically, by a combination of the other people in charge at Tesla and the investors. And I like that because what he said doesn't make any sense. The the environmental impact on energy of Bitcoin, I, I don't remember what he said, but he said something about fossil fuels and like... It's somewhere between like eighty percent or seventy percent of of the Bitcoin energy is is just coming from green energy, so like that's a lot of innovation and a lot of improvement and expanding of the thing that Tesla's supposed to be supporting. But because the the popular interpretation of Bitcoin, the thing that people say, one of the things they say is that it's used for um, crime, and and the X head of the FBI or the CIA I forget which one but he wrote a whole report about how that's complete bullshit and how the main it turns out the main currency that's used for crime is called the United States dollar <laughs> so most crime is done so if we need to get rid of one of them because it's being used for crime it would be that one um, you can't do coke with bitcoin you need a dollar bill right you would just fall into the air and that would be very disappointing um, lose all your cocaine <laughs> Uh, and then the energy thing, people just know that Bitcoin mining uses electricity and they know it's happening in China. So they, or they might not even know that, but they, they, it's just a thing that people say. It's, it's, it's not based on anything factual. Um, I'll, I'll have to put the article I read about this in the, the show notes, but it goes into detail about every single large Bitcoin farm on earth and how none of them began in a place where there wasn't already energy all of them there was some sort of resource where there was way too much electricity that was really inexpensive and easy to access and because that was there they then built a bitcoin mine there so in china for example they they build a crap ton of water turbines in like the northern area of China because they wanted to have more towns and cities there. And then the city plan kind of fell through. The, the, the plan to, to uh, have people living there didn't work out, but they had all the turbines built already. So they just built Bitcoin mining uh, infrastructure instead. But the, the, you know, no matter what you do, the river's there, <laughs> right? No matter what you do, the water's flowing. You can choose to use green energy and extract that to run a network where people can exchange value but you can also not but 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 doing so is not green and and um another so the statement that the bitcoin network is somehow destroying the earth because it's it's using up a bunch of fossil fuel just doesn't make any sense um from from the fact that it's not true but also it doesn't make sense because like this this chase bank not use electricity like does does visa and mastercard just magically exist in a non-energy using like what the fuck like, like there's that no coffee sitting there all day waiting for bank customers who are quarantined is way more wasteful than bitcoin is for energy that sounds right to me yeah you know and 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 
People need to drive to their job at the bank. Nobody drives to their job at Bitcoin because <laughs> nobody has a job at Bitcoin because it's just running itself. So think about all the human beings that are driving and eating and doing all that stuff involved in the U.S. dollar. It's clearly way more fossil fuels for sure and energy in general than Bitcoin. So like once again, so that's another reason it, it just completely doesn't make any sense to say it. Um, and, and then, yeah, it, 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 you can take it a step further and, and say it's, it was a great opportunity for Elon to say these things and say, Tesla's going to keep accepting Bitcoin because it actually is promoting green energy, which is what we're all about. And it's lame that he they they succumbed to the the popular dumb interpretation. You know, that's never that never feels good. I mean, people who are talking about crypto are generally trying to I mean oh, like because they've learned about a lot about it and they're trying to share it with people. I mean the first bridge to ignorance is hearing something new, <laughs> you mm. know, and hearing something new associated with a name, you know, <laughs> makes it less intimidating. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I just, I think he, he, it was a big practical joke for him. Like <laughs> him and all his buddies are like, let's see how, <laughs> let's see how, how much we can make crypto go up and down. <laughs> like, just using the media as a tool. Damn. I mean, maybe. <laughs> and whatever. It Buy definitely... It, it, I mean, when you think about the fact that Tesla bought $1.5 billion of Bitcoin at 40000 and then he shit on it and it went to 30000 I, I <laughs> you know, it's hard to think that, like, his goal, like... See, that's another thing that makes it seem like he was just forced to say and behave and do things like that don't really make sense. Like, he knew it was going to drop from paying attention to the cycle like everyone else has been. And so there needed to be an event to make it drop. So he just made up a bullshit event <laughs> to watch it drop. Maybe. It is it is healthy for a bull cycle, for a continuous uprise. It needs to, you know, take a breather. You know, if you're, like, carrying up carrying a heavy load to the top of a mountain you might need to stop a few times on your way take a piss something like that <laughs> maybe maybe like oh shit i i forgot my water uh 52 percent of the way back shit <laughs> you gotta undo 52 percent of your progress but that's the only way you'll make it to the top of the mountain yeah i like that i like that Fingers crossed that it's it's that and not what you said before. Just wealthy just people a big, fucking a with us. Bitcoin retrograde. That's all it is. Oof. Yeah. How how are the how are the stars and the planets doing, Greg? Well, we got a lot in retrograde right now. Yeah. Um, backwards moving across the sky. Everything. Like I've been having dreams of like things into objects, and like there be they'll like just flip over, and then I'll wake up. I'm like. Oh. <laughs> Damn! Like, like I was like swimming through a maze, and like got got to the wa like got up from the water, and like realized that I was upside down. <laughs> you were swimming through a maze. I have having bizarre dreams lately. There's a a water maze, like the water temple. 
pretty much more more like Mario than Zelda. Okay. Yeah, there's 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 bits of that. There's definitely some some maze like water stuff in in sixty four. But yeah, Mercury in retrograde. I don't know, like Mercury retrograde hits, and I just like I get too drunk. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know, like I don't drink enough during Mercury non retrograde to deal with Mercury retrograde. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe you should just try drinking Mercury. <laughs> That's the real cure for COVID. Uh, yeah, uh, it's like I the added... mummy, the mummy, to keep the mummy from waking up in the mummy, the newer one, to keep the mummy from waking up and like killing everyone, they just like, we're embalming it with mercury. Oh. I should do that to, my, to myself. Yes. <laughs> to keep but me from destroying the world. Maybe to give you superpowers or something. Uh, no, do not drink mercury. Yeah. Don't, you don't even want to touch it. Um, I had a dream that I, I die faster. Yeah, speaking of dying faster, um, I had a dream. So I had a dream like a week ago that Bitcoin went to zero dollars. So more of a nightmare, right? But literally, I'm in my dream. I'm watching the price on a chart and it's going down. And then two days ago, I had another nightmare where Bitcoin went to three thousand. <laughs> this sucks. Yeah, but it's still, like, fucking awful. And then um, I woke up and was like, that was terrible. And I, like, went to the bathroom, went back to bed. And uh, then I had a dream that I was in, like, a commercial airplane. And, like, it took off and was, like, in in the midst of takeoff and just started dropping out of the sky. And, like, I can hear everybody on the plane screaming. I can hear the captain, like, shouting over the, the intercom. And it's like fucking horrifying um not as scary as the, f- the first dream but not as scary as a three thousand dollar bitcoin but i'd rather die than playing crash and see bitcoin go to zero <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> but yeah uh i i i've been feeling the spooky dreams the the sudden um non-physics you know uh as well and I guess for me, it's especially a, a a tendency to drop, whether it's me in a plane or the price of Bitcoin on a computer screen. There's been a lot of downward movement. Like in the, my the imaginary momentum of Bitcoin, like translated to real momentum in real life, like is like, yeah, it's like a plane crashing. It's, it's that intense. <sighs> Yeah, For sure. Like humans, <laughs> humans are now adapting to <laughs> to the way to ways of technology. We weren't we're not we're not evolutionarily <laughs> prepared for we're all not. this technological influencing our emotions and uh, attention faculties. I mean, each generation is more prepared. <laughs> right. This is something I, I specifically wrote a note about. This the internet has further spread the gap between what we see and what is real. So, like, it kind of started with, like, people drawing pictures and, like, you could, you could, you could make a painting of, um, the Garden of Eden or of, of an elephant with, with eight arms. You could, like, allow people to see something that isn't physically represented. That's what I mean by real. Obviously, 
we could spend many an episode talking about what the word really even friggin' means, but in this case, I just something that has a physical physically exists somewhere. And you know, it began with pictures and like radio all and like t- storytelling maybe storytelling is even the first version it allows you to see it in your head right but then we kind of upgraded it with actual paintings and pictures Art. and then photography mm-hmm. and then tv and movies every time these things happened the the distance between what we're seeing and experiencing uh, or what we're seeing and what actually is just gets broader. Like, I think I thought of this, but I, w- I was thinking about um, someone who was a, a porn addict. And I was like, that doesn't sound very pleasant for for anybody. And I was like, how does that even happen? And it's sort of like what you said, we're not physically, or we're not, we're not adapted for this. You know, we, we're, this, all of this technology stuff has come way faster than our bodies were able to evolved to to meet this ever-growing disparity you know you can you can see people fighting you know dragons and 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 like game of thrones like think about like how people experience game of thrones so vividly and so many people and it's this shared crazy experience that we could all talk about but it never happened (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, like more the percentage of things that are preoccupying our brains that aren't actually real is just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Right. The, if something happened or not isn't as relevant as as it was or as mm-hmm. can an instance of it be created, that's almost more reputable than like a story, you know, like a more convincing a movie. Movies are more convincing than than fairy tales now. Mm-hmm. Children that could, you know, dismiss fairy tales as bullshit. Now, I mean, they can see movies and be convinced it's, I don't know, of of reality being different than the way it is. Right. I mean, you saw all throughout the, all the different diverse forms of media that a, paint, a picture of reality is kind of extrapolated from all the, what is not real. or Reality is being changed by, by it as well. Yeah. And so VR, people wonder, is is VR going to change everything? Is it, are people going to enter VR and never come out? Or at least maybe I'm, maybe other people don't think about that. But that's what I think about is, is, is there going to be either a subset of everybody or everybody going into the matrix, basically going into, you know, completing, completing the, um, transition from 100% of what I'm concerned about is real and 0% isn't to the opposite, eventually getting to completely only interested in a fake world. Um, And it sounds totally realistic. (laughs) You know, people already do it without VR, you know, Uh, like the porn addict guy or, or when I was addicted to Final Fantasy 11, you know, there's... It, 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 given the right brain and the right stuff, you can you can swap a considerable amount of reality for for not. And so with VR, you know, like it, it, with smell, like it seems like we're crazy. approaching uh, 
inception levels. <laughs> right. Yeah. When you can like go you have to, to exist in the real world, you have to have bills paid or, or someone's going to like tape the, the VR set off your face. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I guess in theory, and like you have the, if the dream, so you're not like zonked, like, you know, everyone who's stayed up playing video games for 24 hours knows like you have to sleep eventually. <laughs> you know, right. Like, they, maybe they can't, re- they can't replace sleep yet <laughs> with virtual mm-hmm. reality, but hey, maybe but- we'll be able to sleep. We'll just plug in, be able to feel fully rested in an hour. Or in 15 minutes, in a minute, who knows? I think you're overthinking it. (laughs) I think that if if you've got a VR headset on, that's very nice. So it's extremely effective and extremely maybe light and and small and fits on your head nice. Um, You know, it doesn't matter what time it is in, in reality, but in your world, the sun is set, the stars are out, you're tired... And and in your VR realm, you know, there's there's a bed and and in the same spot in the physical world there's a bed. And so without taking the headset off, you go over to the bed, Sleeping lie the down, ever return close your reality. eyes, <laughs> sleep, yeah. and then wake up. And never leave. In the game. Wake up in as the game. as long as you, you have like like you know, you you need to also virtually represent your toothbrush, I guess, or whatever. But you could do that. You know, you could you could do it sort of like the right. You could actually wake up in Link's bedroom. Ex- oh my! See, it's like chopping the wall. Yeah. Like. Dear, this is completely correct. You could like just like like it would probably be where you could take your camera and just walk through your house and film your house and then upload it that and game. some algorithm converts it into a virtual version. Like instead of Ash's mom, it's like your actual mom. Yeah. She's, like, honey! You know, yeah. Oh, shit. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go on my computer and look at my Pokemon. <laughs> that'd be that'd be freaking sweet. Um, or it could be even it could be even crazier than that, right? There could be Bluetooth detection put into the objects that you expect to use. So if, if you decide, okay, I plan on being a VR human for the rest of my life, I need to know where my hairbrush is and my toothbrush and my shoes, so I'm just going to attach these Bluetooth chips to those objects and they connect to my VR headset. And then I, even if they move even if they move in reality, I'll know where they are in the, the virtual reality. So now that we have virtuality, we, there are virtual reality headsets, but now we're just easing, we're phasing out reality. <laughs> it's as the universe so it looks like. Oh, well, I, we've been doing that. That's like the main one of the main things humans have been doing, from pictures to radio to TV to this shit. Is we're just gradually on on the same upward path from zero to a hundred. Um, probably accelerating rapidly relative to the past at this point um you could you could wake up so you mentioned inception you could like wake up in your vr world and then go over to your vr xbox (laughs) and start playing vr halo (laughs) instead of playing halo in reality does that make (laughs) do you play halo in reality does that even make sense (laughs) see (laughs) getting It would just be the same thing as playing Halo with a VR headset. 
Well, but no, when you take no, I... off the VR, the, the VR VR headset, you're still wearing a VR headset. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, I, <laughs> I was suggesting simply, like, instead of doing VR Halo, you are VR in a room in front of a TV with a controller in your hand. <laughs> so it's just like playing a video game normally, but in your virtual world. But now, you can see yourself. It's like out of body experience. Yeah, you could probably zoom out. Um, I would yeah, imagine you could do different camera angles first or third person. Of course. Um, why not? Right. But you put like put like a whiny bitch in front of the TV. Yeah, you could um. Move! <laughs> Put on a, so like you said, put on a VR headset while you're wearing the VR headset. And then, yeah, I don't even know what to tell you at that point. <laughs> Is there be a, do you need a, a virtual VR headset? Yeah, it'd have to be somehow instantiated, but. Well, yeah. Uh, this make more sense than Inception, so I think we're, mo- we're going somewhere. Yeah. So that, that that concerns me a bit. Uh, there's probably no reason to be concerned. You know, people were concerned about radio. People were concerned about TV. People were concerned about the internet. Um, we're okay so far, right? But um, the idea of something that literally consumes all five of your senses does sound like uh, like a hot potato. You know, like it could be more risky than anything we've ever, ever dabbled with before. Are we going to be able to handle this? I hope so. Yeah, I mean, it just, just reminds me of the Twilight Zone again, which I love. Mm-hmm. I think about. I still need to see Black Mirror. <laughs> yeah, totally. I wasn't going to say it, but you said it. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll, I'll definitely get around to it. it it's, a, it's a long series. It's okay. Watching too much of it at once is not recommended. That's good. I'm pretty good at doing one episode a day if I'm if I'm working on something. I just finished The Sopranos. Wow, wow. We can talk about talk about the ending. Oh, we no, we shouldn't. We I can't mean, other people haven't watched it. As a, a, it's like 30 years old. B, <laughs> you know, just well, spoiler alert, guys. We want to talk about The Sopranos for a bit. You know, if you're if you're concerned, I think about he being was spoiled. killed. Like when when he had the dream by going to a coma, I think that was just him, like. His his journey to the afterlife, and when he woke up out of the coma, that was actually just him dying. What do you like? So the like when he season... was shot, when he was shot, he goes into a coma, mm-hmm. and like what he's experiencing in the in in his dream is like the journey from life to death, and like yeah, like he's dream he dreams less. Um, two or the last, yeah, full season, which is split up into two seasons. That's what I think. Um, why? Well, because like the characters, characters kind of took on their like the all the characters kind of got exaggerated and um, like would they're just like played out to their extremes. Okay. Like, the, the events, I mean, seemed unbelievable, but, I mean, the entire series will, I don't know, it, the entire series, there's some parts more believable than others. Um, mm-hmm. Like, damn, will Chris really kill, you know? 
you know, would, would Adriana, you know, mm-hmm. you don't, you don't, you don't know. But that's why it was so controversial because people thought they knew the characters right. and what the characters were going to do, and um, I think they were they were just being pl- they were just being played out in Tony's mind. Like it wasn't the reality that we were seeing. It was how Tony thought, how Tony's mind could reckon. Hmm. what could happen if he were to die. Okay, so sort of like filling in... Because of the constant paranoia of him always being afraid of dying and suppressing it. So he basically, like, his brain makes him a version of it all playing out, and so instead of So he sees the end even though he died. Because the end is, is like, how he would want it to be. He would, after all the shit that goes down, he would want to be in an Italian restaurant... With his family, you know, like, he'd want to be in the diner. That's, that's how he, that's best case scenario for him. Yeah. From that moment, literally best case scenario. So that's why I just think it's a dream. No, that makes sense. Your, the, 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 the mind hates a void. So if there, there's an emptiness, your brain tries to fill it and, and, our brains aren't these perfect reality detecting apparatuses. They're they're gray goo that wants that was created by our genes to 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 make more genes. You know, they're just doing their best at making us alive and not insane. And if your brain is realizing that there's going to be this void that would lead to insanity, it could totally just generate stuff that didn't happen and tell you it did <laughs> just to make you feel better because otherwise you can't go forward. I mean, our brains are kind of always doing that to some extent. That's, right? I mean, the, the whole narrative, like all, like the joke of a narrative, like, just making linear sense out of events that happen in everyday life. Yeah. Yeah. It's a Where, stretch. <laughs> it's a stretch to make any sort of meaningful connection between events that happen that are different from one another. But, we do it. Our mm-hmm. brains do it all the time. We're really good at it. <laughs> we Almost, it, it does it aggressively. You know, like people will will find causation when there when there's just correlation. That's like exactly. we're just so. You know, you could say we're good at it, but it's not a good thing to do. So <laughs> it's just something that we we like to do, uh, and our brain tends to do. Well, um, it has to do. Yeah, that's like the filter of the of the of the greater mind of the. I mean, if you look at it like before I looked at it, like, you know, conscious, unconscious, subconscious, it's like the conscious mind exerting control over the subconscious mind to limit the dangerous or it urges or whatever, mm-hmm. like the filter, keeping the filter, keeping the fuzzy filter on reality so people don't flip the fuck out and just run around and start murdering each other, mm-hmm. which sometimes happens, unfortunately. Yeah. No, I think yeah, I I see what you're saying. Like, like civility but, is, in order to be civilized, you have to be under some sort of illusion, that mm-hmm. of safety. I mean, everyone's at least a little safe. Yeah, because if if your brain was like literally like perfectly honest with you, you'd just be like, oh my god, I'm gonna die. <laughs> like we're on a, a giant rock spinning through space. There's no re- we have no idea why we're here. And we're all made of goo. I'm just a, a sack of fluid that could be popped. Like, if if your brain just literally was completely honest with you every second, no one would be able to do anything. So, yeah, it, uh, there's a, a word for this. Cognitive dissonance. 
That's well, it, yeah. right? Well, yeah, even the idea of honesty is just an idea that our brain's made up to mean something, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Damn. Well, you know, cognitive dissonance is related to what we're talking about. Yeah. Like it, 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 it's the it's the filter. Cognitive dissonance would be the filter itself. It's like, um... Yeah, so you're basically saying that Tony's brain, like like floored it on the cognitive dissonance because his he was dying so it it, mm-hmm. it in response to an extreme stimulus had an extreme reaction to keep everything together um but yeah i think junior yeah like junior changed after you know in the coma after he went to a coma junior was very different see like i think junior just represented a piece of his of his like his mind i would disagree with you on this because I think that Junior had been going senile for multiple seasons and Tony was just in denial and other people or, were aware of it. Or Junior was using his faking senility as a way to get what he wanted because he had no power otherwise. Yeah, it's possible. But based on what I saw, it did seem like he the only time he was trying to pretend to be senile or anything was for the 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 case when he was trying to use it to to get a better deal like legally mm-hmm. but you know it, it seemed like something he didn't even like to do you know he didn't he didn't he doesn't want junior doesn't want to be thought of as a senile guy he likes to be respected and he's con- very concerned about what the people are saying and you know who who's he's going well, down on reputation <laughs> like that's yeah. So I and and I think like there's definitely a dinner where Tony gets really pissed off at Junior cuz Junior says like the same thing three times like oh it's something about mm-hmm. football and the way that Junior's acting he just it it doesn't even seem like he's there you know like I feel like if he did that on purpose like we would have gotten a quick smirk like you could have like but they that, but that is but the smirk like giving the smirk would be giving it away like like he had, like everyone has to act like the like how they're acting to keep it together. Well, yeah. If someone but... acts differently, like if Meadow, when Meadow freaks out at at um his funeral, uh, her boyfriend's funeral, she's not going along with how everything should be. She's not letting Junior sing. Like. Yeah. It's like that. Yeah. Well, she was upset and feeling certain ways. But but I think that so the people who filmed that scene with Junior, so, I feel like if if the information we were supposed to take from that is that Junior was being intentionally manipulative, we would have seen something like that. But I feel like there isn't anything mate, like unless, that. Unless unless like this is like no th- that's really important to point out. Unless we're seeing it from Tony's perspective and Tony can't see that. Junior is being senile on purpose. Like, yeah, uh, we we get a lot of like mad because I mean he's really the undoing. It was it was Junior who who caused the undoing of Tony. Mm-hmm. Because um, he was able to get in in there, and right? Just like he was invulnerable to everyone else. It seemed, but the person he looked up to is uncle. Mm-hmm. So he he knew he had that little shiv in that he could just act like oh. I, I'm what everyone wants. What the way you want it to go? Not not me. I'm not even here. 
I'm just going to bring up 50 years ago when you were powerless like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would think that if that's... Like, that might have been happening subconsciously, right? Like, maybe, like, part of the reason Junior was, was saying that was really because he was trying to dig into Tony for that reason. It's just... I, I, the way it looked to me and, and the way I'm thinking of it is that... um he wasn't doing that intentionally you know but but maybe i'm wrong uh, but we get a lot of information that tony doesn't get which makes me think that it's not we're not just seeing tony's perspective we see all sorts of stuff that tony never even finds out about you saw it throughout the series yeah like yeah i think it shifts more it's like more tony centric in the in towards the end that's just why i thought it that way. but i don't know it's just like a theory i watched it twice i'm definitely going to watch it again yeah <laughs> Yeah, no, it was it was fucking awesome. Maybe once and a year. <laughs> one thing that people gripe about is the last scene, but I thought the last scene friggin' ruled. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I think what they were doing is so this actually goes along with with what you were saying about a, a Tony perspective deal. A, 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 you know, for minutes, it's just showing random strangers we've never seen before coming into the restaurant. That's like the main thing that's happening is just all these characters that aren't really characters. We have no idea who they are. But each one uh, looks like someone that Tony murdered <laughs> or robbed or mm. both. That's, that's what I think is going on. Like There's a guy that looks like the dude who had the gambling problem that ran the hardware store. And he looks very similar, and he's wearing, like, a similar, like, outfit, and he sits down, and I think it's, like, we're sort of, like, and then there's, um, like, some Jewish people that come in, and there's a whole, there's some part where he was, uh, uh, browbeating a Hasidic Jew, and, and, the, the, and, and his, the Hasidic Jew's son said, look, you've created a golem, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. but, like, we're just seeing sort of, like, like, represent, representation of all the people that make Tony Soprano possible. And like, exactly. th- that's and sort of what Tony it... looking for. He's looking for someone who owes him money. He's looking for people who have wronged him. He's looking for, but the last person he's ultimately looking for is his own daughter. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the image of perfection in his eyes. Yeah. And, and all those, all those people that he was finding, uh, prior for money, all the ultimate goal is for, for his her and his family. family. Yeah, so that I, that's not um I didn't pick up on that, but I think like that that one of the main sentiments of that last se- uh, scene is you know this how it, it's trying to show how American <laughs> the mafia is. How like look at look at all the different people <laughs> that it takes to build <laughs> this thing like this, this it's, it's illustrating like is you know this is a, a down to uh down to earth you know it takes all kinds of people from all sorts of parts of the world uh to achieve this great american mixture so that tony can shake them down for their money <laughs> and just this, just how it, it's like it's tongue in cheek but it's basically like saying the mafia doesn't exist because of Italy. The mafia doesn't exist because of Tony Soprano. The mafia exists because of America. 
That's like him. That's him tripping in the desert. <laughs> and like mm-hmm. on peyote. <laughs> um, like realizing he is like what an an, an apex of consciousness. Mm-hmm. That's I, I really like the mirror that Bobby provides too. Um, just to Tony, like just putting Bobby and Tony side by side. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, yeah, it's 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 such a good show because how of how it casts like a mirror onto everyone, mm-hmm. including the viewer. <laughs> There's the cat that was like, who wants to watch The Sopranos. Why are people even watching The Sopranos? It's like it addresses that. <laughs> yeah. And it's also just fun, like, you know, what would it be like if a uh, mafia boss had a psychiatrist? <laughs> like, that's yeah. that's a funny premise. <laughs> and executed oh, perfectly. Kitty! Oh, uh, is that a cat? Hi! Yeah, no, <laughs> it, was, it was a crazy ride. And actually, I don't know, maybe you've seen this imagery before. I'm gonna share... This is like the the intro screen on the the website I was using to watch it. Um, I thought it was pretty cool. Do you see that? Oh, cool! Yeah, wow, that'd be an amazing poster. <laughs> it would be right. So, as I was watching the series, every time before I watched an episode, I would look at this, and I've just been trying to figure out what the hell is going on here. Well, it's an impossible scene because not all those characters are never in the same room. Yeah, or at least not in the, not in the show. Yeah, actually, just not, not at any point ever would they ever be there all together at the same time. But like w- the so the main thing that makes it so weird, in addition to the fact that it's impossible and never really happens, is uh, they're all looking different directions for the most part. And it's like what are they looking at? So this is sort of a visual thing for our listeners, but we're looking at a picture of all the different important characters in The Sopranos that um, they're all in the same room and they're all looking different ways. And it's very strange. But I think I figured it out. So a lot of them are actually looking to the the left behind us. So they're looking over to like the, the left-hand corner. Um, so there's, uh, who's, who's the guy who kills Tony's horse? Ralph. So we can see Ralph in the top left looking into the corner. We can see, uh, Meadow in, in the top right looking into the corner. Adriana, Tony's sister. They're all, they're not looking at Tony. They're not looking at anyone. They're just looking away. Uh, meanwhile, Chris... Is looking right at Tony. Right at Tony. And Anthony is also looking at Tony. He's looking at him sort of through... Um, somehow I forgot the psychiatrist's name. Uh, uh, um, Melfi. He's looking through Melfi. <laughs> and then Melfi is also not looking at Tony. So so what I, what I, what I see from that is that People like Ralph and Tony's sister, Adriana, Meadow, ultimately what what they're looking at is is somehow to the left, maybe. You know, some of them seem a bit more greedy. Uh, I, I don't like to include Meadow in that analysis, but, but they're all looking one way that's not at Tony, because ultimately that's not where their true 
loyalty lies. They're not truly, at the end of the day, Ralph, Adriana, you know, they, they, they do not do the bidding of Tony. Uh, neither does Melfi. Now, Anthony and Chris most certainly do, right? So they're just looking right at him. Um, and then we've got the other guys who also fall into this. Um, Polly, who sort of... Yeah, he's looking into a mirror, but if you look, his reflection is looking at Tony. So the, the reflection of Polly in the mirror is looking at Tony, but mm. actual Polly is looking in the mirror. So that mm. sort of shows Polly, he, he's sort of on the fence. He like, he, he's, he's confused. He's very, he has his moments of introversion and unsureness where he, like, he, when he's offered the job by Tony at the end, he initially says no, you know? So he's, he's uh, sort of undecided. He's pretty much behind Tony, but not entirely. Also caught up in his own head. Oh, Silvio, forgot about him. Also, of course, looking at Tony. Silvio's totally... So all the, all the people that are truly loyal to Tony looking right at him. And then there's varying degrees of not being loyal to Tony represented by the other directions, including Carmela, who mm-hmm. isn't willing to look into the corner and completely look away from Tony, but also isn't willing to look at him. Yeah, fascinating. And then, yeah, Junior is looking at Chris, which I just take as like a... He's also the only one standing. Said, I mean, I guess Melfi... Well, no, I mean, yeah. It's interesting who's standing and who's not. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But Junior's kind of looking at... Or Chris is looking at Tony, so vicariously, Junior is looking at Tony, but... Yeah, Junior and Chris don't really have that much interaction, do they? No, Tony's pretty much the buffer. So it's like, it's kind of... Strange that they chose to... That's the only one I can't, like, make heads or tails of. My my theory makes sense for everybody else, though, right? What do you think of that? I like it. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely taken, like, the very carefully orchestrated picture. See, that's that's what made me keep thinking about it. It's like, they didn't... This is so clearly on purpose, you know? So what is that? What is that purpose? So I think that's it. Just to think about each character's perspective. I like it. Yeah. With with just like we were saying, the focus being on Tony, and also the focus being on perspective. Ultimately, yeah, one of those meta TV shows where they make a movie in a TV show. I love, I love stuff like that. Yeah, <laughs> I, they incorporate forms of reality and pop culture and, and the pop cultural item. Mm-hmm. Getting a product. It was. Very fun, just for the fact that it was so '90s. That was another, another cool thing about the about the show. '90s, sort 2000 of, turn of the big technology. Cell phones were just starting to be available. There's a scene in I think it's the first season where they hijack a truck that's got like. It's got a ton of Pokemon cards, or Pokemon cards. <laughs> there's, there's a Pokemon card heist, for example, uh, and like cell phones are new. So they're like dealing and, and and IRC chat. Like AJ is just spending all his time on the internet, IMing people. Uh, mm-hmm. And know. and to the old world, you know, staring at a computer screen means you're crazy, mm-hmm. <laughs> or yeah. 
Like crazy just means so many different things, so many different contexts. Yeah, yeah dude. Well, uh, I think we put in a pretty good amount of time. How are you feeling yeah, about this? Over an hour. This is good. We didn't talk about any of the stuff I want to talk about because <laughs> we <laughs> talked about other stuff. But um, yeah, I have a bunch of stuff written down. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, I didn't talk about any of it. <laughs> we'll keep it for keep it for next time. Yeah. But um, hopefully my my plants will be growing. I'm legally growing marijuana in New York. Woo! You know, as a as a project, as a scientific project. Hell and yeah! I guess use my pH meter every day, and uh, hey. Things are things are moving. Maybe things I'll have a cat growing. by the next episode. A, a second cat. Oh yes, also. and a new cat potentially. When um when's the date on that? First or second week of June. So okay, pop out any day now. We're getting warm. This is um this is the thirty first of May right now for us. Don't know when you're Happy gonna be Memorial Day. Yeah, uh, this is our special uh, Memorial Day special. <laughs> Um, so thank you very much for listening, everybody. Please yes. be sure to like and subscribe. Like, subscribe, follow. Yeah. Follow, follow. like, subscribe. You're, just because you're following it doesn't make you a follower. It just makes you a member It means you're, you're able to click a button, which is more than other people could say. That this is true. Technology um, and that. We yeah. love any input we can get if you got requests or questions or we made a mistake of some kind you can tweet at us you can dm us you can pm us you could bm us you know you could do whatever Discord, you want to us that chord just look yeah. over the sky and 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 yell wish upon a star we'll hear it yeah we uh i don't know if i shared the discord invite but i'll definitely get that out there i'd love to get some of you guys in the uh the fort chat uh hear the the fort chatter um we're also on Facebook and Instagram, and we have a website, fortwinnie.com. Yeah, loving all the Instagram follows, mm-hmm. uh, of all yeah. the different other podcasts, and random people yes. in our network. Uh, it's growing. This is a, the idea in the Unreal Plane is now manifesting. In the digital plane, here we go. Reality, what reality? This is Fortwinnie. <laughs> yes. Uh, thank you for the, the support. That is a good point. We're getting a lot of... Uh, and Twitter, got Canacoin to follow us. Mm-hmm. Canacoin, if you're looking for a cannabis-based cryptocurrency, check out Canacoin, and they're also at Canacoin on Twitter. And yeah, until the next time, folks, take it easy. Peace.